I'm Agent Phil Coulson with the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. That's quite a mouthful. I know. We're working on it. And joining me as always, the one, the only, the amazing, the astonishing Agent Andy Ant-Man Urquhart. How you doing, Agent? I'm jealous this week. Very jealous. Jealous? Yes. Uh, one one jealous of your new purchase. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and two jealous of uh, my, my co-host from 42 Level 1 who is currently on honeymoon in Canada. But I'm not jealous of him because of that. I'm jealous of him because he's getting to meet the one and only Matt Bradford tomorrow. I thought you were going to tell me he went to a, a playoff game. Uh, he, he did go. I think he's go, he's going to some game NHL. So that, that's, that. that's, that's hockey. I, I mean, baseball. No, no. He, he, was, he did tell me he was watching a baseball game today. Yeah. But that means nothing to me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like baseball? What is baseball? Rounders? You mean rounders? <laughs> yeah, well, the Yankees aren't in it. I'm not all that interested either, so... <laughs> but yeah, he's getting to meet uh, Matt Bradford from VGO tomorrow. That's cool. Uh, you mean Matt B- Bradford from Z- ZombieCast, right? And ZombieCast, yeah, obviously. Yeah. No, not no <laughs> from ZombieCast. From ZombieCast. From and... ZombieCast. <laughs> this is the all games network, Andy. <laughs> yep, and plenty of Matt dot com as well. Is his, his website? It's a of porn pics of Matt. <laughs> oh dear God. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that's fully sanctioned by Matt too. I'm quite sure it is. Yeah, mm. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a long running joke from like episode yes. five or six of forty two. <laughs> so, well, uh, that's cool. I it, it's always cool meeting the people you do podcast with in real life. Um, I've been fortunate to be able to meet all my co-hosts, but you, Andy. <laughs> Yeah, there's a bit of distance involved in logistics. <laughs> we'll get there well, one day. We're working on that. Um, I, there is a European vacation uh, in the works for next uh, year, and if but we look, go to Europe, there are there is a stop. There's a couple day stopover in Scotland, guaranteed. Nice. But let, let me know. Let yep. me know. I'll, I'll I'll make myself available. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you damn well better. <laughs> Because since you're probably the only reason I have to go to Scotland besides eating haggis. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I, I can wear a skirt here all I want. And I rock that little black dress, man. <laughs> um, all right. So 
Oh, and when when my purchase arrives, and I might save it for Halloween, I will put a picture of my purchase up on uh, the Agents of Shield cast Facebook page. Nice. And if I think of it, the Twitter page too. Nice. So. That'll be, be worth it. The surprise. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're not going to spoil this. Um. Couple, uh, couple news things that are slightly Marvel related. Uh, the new loot crate or the Marvel Collectors Core boxes should be going out anytime. Uh, October's theme is villains. Don't okay. know what's in the box yet. Can't wait for it to show up. I have a feeling it's vil- Venom uh, oriented though. Yeah, I would, I would think so. And they announced. The December uh, Collector Core box, Mm -hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. Nice. Hells yeah. (laughs) Looking forward to that. More crap for the Rocket Raccoon uh, collection, I'm sure. (laughs) So. uh, There was news that that, that turned out to be not news this week, Andy. Um, which one was that? <laughs> uh, that would be that the Fanta- that Marvel uh, got the rights to the Fantastic Four back, and then no, they didn't. Yeah, no, I think that kind of spiraled out of like the news we were talking about on last week's show with the X Men TV shows, and everybody just kind of went, "Well, Marvel must have got the Fantastic Four rights back then," but they didn't. <laughs> nope. You know, you and I speculated on it that, you know, uh, what what's Marvel going to get out of this deal? And we we would expect that it would be the Fantastic Four. And I have a feeling it will be the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think they're ready to announce it yet. Yeah, I think it's still way too soon after that movie came out and bombed. They probably want to distance themselves a wee bit from that before they come out and go, okay, yeah, we're doing another Fantastic Four movie and it's going to be in the MCU and it's like going to be in four years' time. I, you know, I don't think, I really don't think they need to distance themselves from it at this point. I mean, they could, you know, they could spin it very easily to be, we've, gotten the Fantastic Four back. They are saved. We've rescued the Fantastic Four, however you want to say it. Mm. So, I mean, they could have spun that real easy, and I'm sure that in the end, the Fantastic Four will be back with Marvel. It's too bad it won't be time for the Civil War, or um, I don't know if they could get, they could probably squeeze them into Infinity War. Yeah, they could probably squeeze them in there. I mean that that's going to be big and cosmic, and you could just like throw them in. Yeah, but and but that's that's where these movies are starting to get a little. I guess crowded might be the right word. But I mean, don't you want to see like a big big crossovers with hundreds of characters appearing, like that sort of thing? I would I would love to see that. Like I mean, in the comic books, you've got like the big huge two panel spreads where you've got a battle going on and there's mm-hmm. hundreds of characters kicking about in them. Um, yes, I do. But at the same time, this is a two-hour movie. And, you know, I'm just concerned that, you know, nobody's... I mean, it's just going to be a giant clusterfuck is what it's going to be. <laughs> I mean, uh, th- there'll be no plot. It'll be all action. Everybody will get a couple of witty 
one-liners, and I'll just be, yeah, I, I get nervous. And I mean, the you know, we've heard that the budget for Infinity War, and I think it's the two movies combined, mm-hmm. is a billion dollars. You know, half of that is um, Robert Downey's uh, salary. <laughs> but the the idea, that, you know, it sounds great on paper. Mm. It really does. I just don't know. And and we kind of saw this with Avengers Age of Ultron in that they had so many characters and so many storylines going at the same time that the movie felt disjointed. Yeah, I think that's a lot because like a lot a lot of stuff was cut from it and and yeah, just we <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, at the end of the day just if you're looking for somebody to blame, it's Joss Whedon. Yeah, <laughs> anything goes bad, just blame Joss. Um, or maybe uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Ike Perlmutter. Blame him so. Yeah. Um. um <laughs> but I, it, the fact that it's a that's a two parter gives you some hope that they can tell a decent story in five hours, six hours. Mm-hmm. But um. I don't know, man. I mean, and we don't have that for Civil War. No. Civil War, you know, maybe it'll be two and a half, three hours tops. Um, I'm, They're not going to go over three hours, I wouldn't think. No, I don't, I don't think they'll go over three hours. I, I would be surprised if they go over two and a half. Mm. Um, the, but the problem is, once again, you have a ton of heroes... Um, you probably don't really have to develop any major characters. I mean, they're throwing Spider-Man in, but this isn't, while Spider-Man's in there, it's not going to be his quote unquote, uh, origin or Mm. they have to tell his, uh, origin or all that crap. He's in the, he's in the movie. He's probably not in it all that much. Um, you have to give face time to, all the characters that are in the movie, yes, and you know you have two teams of heroes battling against each other. You have the storyline in the background. You can do it, but I don't know if it's going to be tight. I think the reason why I liked Ant-Man better this summer was it told a nice, cohesive story, and it was mm, yep. focused. Ultron was all over the place. It was a great movie. It had awesome effects. It had great battles. Um, it was action heavy. But it was a little disjointed. You have the whole Ultron thing. You have the Vision origin story. You have uh, Thor kind of starting to carry on the Infinity War Ragnarok storyline and they had to squeeze that in Mm -hmm. (laughs) to the point that you know there's that idiot scene scene where thor goes on his acid trip but it doesn't make any sense and that's because they had to cut half of it and you're gonna have to watch it on blu-ray for it to make any sense yeah and the the bit where he goes to the the pool as well yeah that well that's what i'm talking about is acid 
well because he had the he had the vision as well uh-huh. that that was cut down as well for the movie so i don't i i i just i i i'm oh i always uh keep the bar low i'm always a little pessimistic about all of these movies and that way when they're awesome i'm pleasantly surprised hmm. and i'm gonna stick with that for this one at this point so. Yeah, I think Civil War is going to be awesome. I can't wait to see it. I don't think it's going to be as big as uh, Star Wars, though. <laughs> like, uh, Star Wars seems to be everything everyone is talking about right now. You know, I watched the trailer. I've seen it a couple times. It looks great, but... Yeah. Uh, and I was talking to uh, my buddy, B-Team Staff Counsel, Joe P. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so did you get your tickets yet? And he has some deal where he might be able to see it a day early or something like that nice through some people he knows so it wasn't that big a deal he goes otherwise i'm going to thursday night at midnight Hmm. i said well did you get tickets yet no i said i think it's sold out pretty much (laughs) (laughs) he goes don't tell don't tell joe that he can't do something I may have to go to Lexington, Kentucky, but I'm going to see it at midnight. It's a more power to you, Joe. Um, I, you know, I did, I did um, the midnight show for Guardians last summer, and as I expected, I fell asleep in it. So it's like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to the midnight show with you. I may do a Saturday matinee. I haven't bought tickets yet. Have you bought tickets? No, I haven't, and I'm the same. Like, if if I'm gonna go to a midnight show, I'm gonna be, I'm, I'll be drunk. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I have to sit about and like wait around till midnight and be out of the house somewhere, I, I'll just go to the pub and I'll be drunk. <laughs> unless, uh, unless I'm, <laughs> no, just because I would have to go to probably into Glasgow to to see it at midnight. I don't think our our local cinema's doing a midnight show for it. So yeah, I would. I would have to go and <laughs> go in and get drunk in in the pub just to kill the time until the until the movie started, or or either that or watch all six movies in a marathon. You know they're doing that on the Thursday before uh, here, where they do the six movies and then at seven o'clock they show the new one. Mm. I don't think I want to do that. That's just too much Star Wars in one day. I I agree. I would. It's like I yeah. I'd be asleep before. Uh, <laughs> Before the pod before the Jedi even started, <laughs> so uh, it's like, yeah, no, I, I, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I'm a big Star Wars nerd, but there is no goddamn way I'm going to do a seven movie marathon of anything. No, now, even the MCU movies, like I don't think I could watch them all back. To, oh, but there's actually more of them. I don't think I could. I could watch them all back to back. No. So, um, so I, I mean, I'll, I'll catch it. Hopefully I catch it opening weekend. If I don't, it's not like it's going to be gone the following weekend. <laughs> no, it'll be there for months. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's so. the sort of movie that people go and see many, 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 many times. Yeah. I'm not big on doing that. No, I, I've stopped doing that. Now that, now that, uh, like now that things come out so much more quickly, like to home release, there's not a lot of point. And like with like digital releases coming early and stuff like that, I mean you're only talking what like three four months in between a movie 
finishing its run at the cinema and coming out, mm. coming out in home release. So, you know, like it used to be like a year. Like over here, you it would come out the cinema and it would finish, and then it would be a year before you would see it on like on video in the VHS days. Right. But nowadays, it's it's totally different. I, yeah, I just don't. Yeah, uh, I'm trying not. I'm trying not to buy movies anymore either because I buy them and then I never watch them anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, maybe you know. Well, yeah, the the Marvel to an extent, and I I do want to watch Avengers again because I think there's still parts that there was just so much of that movie that I think uh, I can still pick up a few things along the way. Um, same with Ant Man because I I only did see that one once, but uh, you know I I will buy the movies and then I just don't watch them. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, speaking of Ant Man, okay, <laughs> there was uh, one piece of Ant Man news that uh, Tiger Claw kindly shared with us just before we went live, and it's that Marvel is in talks with Peyton Reed to come back and helm the Ant Man sequel, Ant Man and the Wasp, which is not really a big surprise because he did quite a decent job with Ant Man, mm-hmm. especially considering it wasn't his script and. You managed to turn it around and make it into quite a decent movie. Yeah, and he might, um, and, and now it could be his vision entirely. Yep. So I'm interested to see what he can come up with. And I know, like Paul Rudd was involved with the writing of some, or the rewriting mm-hmm. of some of the dialogue and stuff like that on Ant Man. So it'll be interesting to see if he ends up doing the same again this time around, which would be cool. I'd be, I'd be well happy with that. I think um, I think that I, I think it's going to be a good movie. And Ant Man ju- jumped up the charts this week. It beat out Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor. Yeah, four hundred and fifty million. Which, which is good for a for a, a first movie, <laughs> especially for like an unknown guy like Ant Man. Although obviously they are riding the wave a little bit of. Like it being in the MCU, and there are a lot of people who will just go and see all the MCU movies. But still, it's done better, better than I hoped. <laughs> it was a good movie, um, and you know, I, I'm just glad it's getting its its time in the spotlight. I guess is the best way to put it, because it, it does. I think, from story perspective, I think it was one of the better Marvel movies. Yeah, it's certainly better than a lot of the uh, the single character ones that were in uh, Phase Two. Like, th- it was better than Thor: The Dark World and Iron Man Three by Miles. Not as good as Captain America: Winter Soldier, but yeah, I if you wanted to just keep it to the single player, uh, single player, si- <laughs> single character uh, movies, um, I would. I think the top three would probably be the original Iron Man, which I thought was was fantastic. Uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and Ant Man, and not necessarily in that order. Probably Winter Soldier, and then it would be a tough. Uh, and then it's tough whether uh, Iron Man or Ant Man is better than the other. But uh, those would be the three single character movies that I think were the best thus far. 
Yeah, the I Thors were meh. Both Thors were meh. To me. <laughs> I like the I first. Mean, I like the first Thor. The first Thor. The first Thor was better, but it was still well. It's Thor. I'm I'm not the biggest Thor fan. Mm-hmm. Um, Iron Man two, three. Me, you know, like I said, they they after one they declined significantly. <laughs> Do you know I disagree? I actually prefer to. And I, I know I'm in the very yeah. much minority there, but yeah. And I absolutely uh, hated uh, the first Avenger. Yeah, I liked the first Avenger. It, it did a good job of setting Cap up. Well, let's move on. We got other yeah. things to talk. Uh, we're not <laughs> we getting can spend into this. Hours talking about that. I mean, that's a that's an eight four episode all in itself. Yeah, <laughs> it is, and it's. I, the the movie just bored the piss out of me. There's no other way to put it. And we've discussed this many times, so we'll just move on. <laughs> we we will we will get we will get together and rank them at some point for a for an eight four episode. That, I think that'd be an interesting one. Oh, that would be a that's like <laughs> horribly argumentative uh, podcast. <laughs> we should get uh, we should probably get a third in here just to make it yeah. even worse. Immediate. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, why don't we get into the episode, Andy? It, it was just one other piece of news that I wanted to mention very briefly, right. and it was that uh, Thor, uh, Thor Ragnarok. Oh yes. Looking likely that a uh, Valkyrie is going to pop up in it. Okay. Last week we were one of the first to announce. That Thor or uh, the Hulk was going to be in it. Yep, looks like the Hulk is is pretty much confirmed almost to be in it. They haven't like Marvel hasn't come out and said yes, definitely, but all the sources are indicating he's going to be in it, and that's that. Right. Kind of, we we announced that last yeah. week. We did, yeah, and it kind of um, goes with my theory that he went to space at the end of Age of Ultron. I'm not giving you that, but all right. <laughs> but we'll see, because, I mean, he could show up back on Earth. Like, Thor could pop back down to Earth, but we'll see what happens with that. Um, but, yeah, it looks like looks like Valkyrie might be appearing in uh, in the Dark World as well. Yeah, and that would be awesome. And not the Dark World, uh, Ragnarok, sorry. And I think the Valkyrie would be a great character to add to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All right. And that that's really all the new story was. It's like a it's a heavy rumor, quite not quite fully confirmed yet, but it's looking likely that she's gonna be in it. And there's like a lot of concept art kicking about for uh for her to pop up in the mm-hmm. Alright. yeah, that was it. Okie doke. So we can get right into the episode. Now you can get into the news. Or the uh, the show. <laughs> oh, done the, we've done the news. <laughs> So, All right. we'll so what's yeah. the episode called this week, Andy? Yeah, so this is uh, Season 3, Episode 4 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which was called Devils You Know. Which, I'm not 100% sure what it was, what the title's referring to, but... I assume it was Lash, but it's not totally clear. Devils You Know. Mm. I'm just trying to hash it out. Uh, based... Okay, you start talking, maybe I'll figure it out. Maybe I will. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this episode kicked off. Uh, we we're in North Hollywood in California. We see a couple making dinner, and the dude can float. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's really he's really wasting his power there. He's just floating for no reason. Look, I can float, so I'll float. <laughs> it, you know, it sa- saves stress on your knees and and ankles. <laughs> but I'm sure it would cause stress somewhere else where he's having to use his power to float. Like Move on. That comes if it comes to the brain or the muscles or what. But anyway, uh, the ginger ninja comes to visit them. And uh, this is the same ginger ninja that we saw uh, last season. If you remember. You're saying uh, it wrong. It's the ginger ninja. The ginger ninja. The ginger ninja. <laughs> it's, it's just my accent. <laughs> but uh, if you remember, uh, Lincoln electrocuted her at the end of last season. And she wasn't like uh, an ally to S.H.I.E.L.D. at that point anyway. But she... Seems to have come around because she's helping them out. But anyway, the ginger ninja comes to visit this this couple and she tells them about the Terrigen getting out. And I, th- I thought it would have been cool if she'd said, oh, the Terrigen bomb has exploded or something. But And uh, the couple tells her about a weird email that they got about finding the rest of their people and bringing them back together. She's like, oh, show me the email. But they don't get a chance to because Lash busts in through the door and we get to see their powers. The, the girl has kind of stretchy fire type arms and yeah they, her arms that was weird the way her arms kind of yeah they kinda i guess they turned it into fire is the way i would put it yeah it was it wasn't quite like fire though it was more like look more like like a lava type flow i would say mm-hmm. well Which, it doesn't matter because <laughs> two seconds later she's dead yeah lash kills both of them and i mean the the guy all he did was float at him mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like how threatening is that? A man is floating at me. They're like, you're just a guy, you know, float away. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Lash kills them both. Uh, the uh, Ginger Ninja tries to fight Lash, but he kills her as well. We then see on a Quinjet, uh, Coulson is with another Ginger Ninja who feels the pain of this other self of her uh, dying. Uh, Coulson then orders Daisy and Mac to move in. And Mac and Daisy go go in and find Lash has disappeared, and the uh, three people that are left are indeed all dead. So the two the two folk that live in the apartment, as well as one of the judge managers, and it doesn't tell you how many duplicates of her if she can make or whether she's limited to only a certain number. But it kind of seemed like they almost had personalities a little bit because they were sort of when you seen her, she was kind of jumping between a couple of different ones and. It was kind of weird. Like, so I think they'll explain that some point later on in the season. I hope so. Hmm. Uh, the Ginger Ninja tells Coulson that Lash is there to kill us, so kill the Inhumans, and that people, that Coulson can't stop him. Uh, Coulson and Bobby pretend to be police to an old lady trickster, as uh, Fitz calls her, <laughs> and they they investigate the scene. Uh, Fitz takes a laptop away because obviously there was this mm-hmm. email mentioned, so he's going to investigate the email. And uh, Bobby mentions that she wants to go back in the field to go and help uh, Daisy and Mac, but Coulson still won't allow it. She's not ready yet. Which you can understand, he's still trying to protect her, and she's not quite 100% just yet. No. However, Coulson does have backup to send to Daisy and Mac anyway, but he doesn't tell who it is. Uh, Mac and Daisy pursue Lash, and they end up in this kind of like, it's, it's kind of like a, I don't know, a parking garage, underground sort of thing. And uh, Mac laments his choice of joining Daisy's team because he had his own 
garage with a an, an espresso machine in it. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he 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 leaves his uh, safe, nice mechanic shed to chase inhumans. Yep. <laughs> Um, Mac also mentions that he thinks that Lash is killing on instinct, kind of like Jaws, this whole eat, sleep, and make babies um, sort of idea. But uh, he also thinks that Daisy's too young for Jaws. I've seen Jaws. I'm not that much older than Daisy. Jaws is Jaws is kind of one of those things. Everyone knows what Jaws is. Uh, they hear a wee noise down the corridor and they go to investigate. And Max seems kind of scared because Lash is somebody that is way too powerful for Mac to be able to deal with. Like, he's shot him before and has not affected him at all. I mean, he needs, like, a, a rocket launcher or something. Or some powers of his own. Uh, back at the apartment, Bobby finds some hair which could potentially be from Lash, or it could just be discarded hair from one of the other humans. <laughs> like, it was, awesome it hair. was in her hand. <laughs> yeah, it did look like coarse, kind of almost like animalistic type hair rather than mm-hmm. rather than human hair. So you can give her that one. And uh, Fitz uh, Fitz berates her when she almost puts it in a clear bag instead of a blue bag. B is for blue, is for biological sample. But where Bobby comes from, blue is for recycle, and that is the same here. So I can understand why she would, she would get that confused, because all our recycling bins are all blue. Yeah, they are here too, but it's Fitz being Fitz. Yep, and it's obviously like his uh, system that he's got worked out with Simmons, and it it works perfectly with them. But Bobby does not get it. Uh, Bobby mentions that she wants Simmons to have a look at the samples and she also lies to Fitz about Simmons telling her that she wants to go back to the planet that she was on. Uh, Mac and Daisy continue to investigate this uh, this corridor and hear some noise through a door. And when they open it, they are confronted by the ATCU team with uh, Rosalind Price and Coulson in tow. And I, I think I've been calling her Rosalind Pike in the last couple of episodes, and it's actually Price that I just realised, oh shit, I've been calling her the wrong name. Uh, it's alright, I thought it was Pike too, so. Mm. <laughs> I must be thinking of someone else, because like, I'm sure like Ros- Rosamund Pike or something is something is another name from something else. But anyway, um, so the ATCU is actually the backup that Colson was talking about, and Daisy is not happy at all that these people are here, because they were trying to capture her, like, like what, 24 hours ago? <laughs> They were having issues. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> uh, Coulson says, well, it's a means to an end. And uh, Daisy's like, yeah, owls or veils. And we also see someone watching from the shadows, which I presume was Lash. Yeah. Uh, Rosalind refuses to tell Coulson where the where the bodies are being taken. Uh, she says it's, it's classified. And she also mentions that she knows something that something's different about these two people because there's no cocoons in their apartment and she, and they've like they've been living there for like eighteen months and they haven't attended any hospital appointments or anything like that. Uh, so she, she knows that they were enhanced before the outbreak. And Coulson's like, "Well, okay, you've rumbled me. You got me. It's a friend of a friend." And he kind of he kind of berates her a little bit and basically asks her if she's going to help him or not. And she mentions that she likes it when he gets all tough. 
there's definitely some chemistry going on between these two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we then see uh, Ward's second-in-command showing Ward Hunter's gun gift. And he also calls Hunter a tough bastard and obviously references Hunter or Richie, as they're calling him, take, about him taking out Spud last week, which I presume by take out he means killed because I'm pretty sure Spud was dead. <laughs> and I still didn't catch Ward's second command's name. They did mention it in this episode and I can't remember what it was. Who? Uh, they see the guy that's Ward's kind of second in command, the one that oh. Ward be up. Yeah. Yeah, it was something like Poe or something like that, I believe. Something like that, yeah. Let's call him, let's call him Edgar Allan Poe, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be able to get that for you. Yeah. And Walt says, well, this guy sounds like he may be helpful on the next job. Oh, sorry, yeah. His second in command says he, that this guy may be helpful on the next job, whatever that is. A Kibo, that's his name, Kibo. Okay. And Walt says, sorry, Kibo, it's level, level seven. <laughs> And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever um, that means. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just kind of messing with him. He's like, ah, oh, it's a S.H.I.E.L.D. thing. One of their ridiculous codes of bureaucracy. However, he does say that S.H.I.E.L.D. got some things right. And he mentions that this job is all about accountability and it requires a personal touch. And those are the things that matter to S.H.I.E.L.D. And he says it's almost a shame to bring it all down as he picks up a couple of red gas cans or petrol cans if you're from over here. And it's not a Kibo, it's just Kibo. Kibo, yeah. K-E-B-O. Yeah, that, that's what I said. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> uh, so Hunter and May then discuss uh, his moves up the hydro ladder, and May warns that this is probably a trap and they're on to him. However, with May as his backup, he'll be fine. But he is absolutely hell-bent on revenge on Ward, basically no matter the cost. And May tells him, basically, once he gets the time and... And uh, once he gets the time of his hydro meeting, then he's to he's to call her. And he says he either says yes, mum, or yes, ma'am. I wasn't quite sure, like which yeah. one it was. <laughs> I, I wanted to she think. She kind of gave mom. him a look, <laughs> so I'm gonna say it was yes, mum. Yeah, I wanted to think it was mum because that's like hilarious. Well, she, she was like, being a bit mm. naggy. Uh. And, you know, scolding him. Mm. So, so, I then, mean, uh, yes, mm. mom is the proper <laughs> answer. But, yeah, if, if it is yes, mom, that, that's hilarious. Uh, we then see uh, back at Shield HQ, Andrew observes the, the Ginger Ninja. And Coulson and Daisy don't think that Lash is acting on instinct. They reckon that he must be tracking his prey somehow. And, well, a shark does that. Blood in the water. Shark uses blood in the water to track its prey. Mm-hmm. So, so it could still be in, in a shark <laughs> of sorts. But yeah, Daisy has looked into the email, and basically, this email planted a virus that tracked the inhuman's location. Uh, she also checked into Joey's uh, past, and he didn't get an email. However, I don't think Lash didn't go after Joey. So, no, he didn't. So that'd be why, because he's never got the, this magical email. Uh, Coulson then tells Daisy and Bobby to contact the ATCU with their findings and asks and get and ask them to check the belongings of the other Inhumans that they've picked up, presumably the dead ones and any live ones they may happen to have kicking about. Uh, Daisy and Bobby mention that they want 
they should get something in return and information about the other Inhumans that the ATCU has picked up, like how many they've picked up and what do they do with them. Uh, Colson tells them, well, just share the intel and then trace the virus to its source and we'll, we'll get it worked out. Uh, Simmons talks to Andrew and it's kind of like they have a bit of a, like a therapy session and she mentions that strawberries now taste better to her. I don't I don't know if like you didn't eat strawberries for a long time maybe maybe they would taste better to you. I'm not really a big fan of strawberries. <laughs> well, she just misses real food, okay? Mm. Yeah, and she what she, was she yeah, likes yeah. strawberries and now that now that she's back and she had a chance to have them. They're not as good as she remembers. They're bitter. Yeah. However, she doesn't want to open up to him about what happened to her on the on the alien world, and she also claims not to have PTSD, which she it kind of seems like she does, like from the way she acts. But she she does say that she doesn't. Um, Andrew also mentions that survival stories always interest him, uh, and he mentions the the Chilean miners. And also a woman stuck on a mountain who never never gave up hope. And Simmons mm-hmm. Simmons tells him that she did give up hope. And when when he probes further into that and asks like, oh, at what point did you sort of give up? She's like, oh no, I don't want to talk about it. She just wants to look forward and work on her interesting project, which is obviously referencing what mm-hmm. we saw last week when she was digging into the rocks and and uh. Bobby found her. Uh, Andrew tells her that she's safe now, she doesn't need to worry, and that it's over. And she says that he's wrong. <laughs> Which you're like, okay, yeah, that That was a little freaky. Yeah. Just like, the way I, she said it. Mm, I thought he would have like probed into that a bit more, but uh, they seemed to cut the conversation off there. And so Andrew then reports like back to Colson and tells tells him not to put Simmons into the field, which I don't think there was any danger of that happening anyway. But he is unhappy that Colson put the uh, ginger ninja, whose name is Alicia, into the field without clearing without him clearing her first because he's he's never seen her before and he certainly hasn't like checked her out and cleared her for uh, active duty. However, their conversation gets interrupted by the return of May, who just pops up out the blue. And I think they were a bit surprised to see her. Yeah, that's that's fair. Everybody kind of gave her a look as she walked by. Yep. So she tells Colson of a hunter's suicide mission, and she's basically there to ask for extra backup. And Colson says, "Well, yeah, I'll I'll try and help you out." Um, May tells May tells Colson that he needs Andrew. <laughs> And he says, well, yeah, but I can replace him. You, not so much. <laughs> and he obviously wants me to come back into the, the shield fold. And we want her to come back as well. Because it's not the same without me. Yes, definitely. So me then tells Colson that Andrew left her and that it was nothing to do with shield. And then they, they kind of switch pacing a little bit to uh, where she kind of jokes with him about his tie. He's like, oh no, tie, and he's he says he's still practicing tying it with his uh, with his robot hand. Uh, May says that she'll call she'll call them when uh, Hunter reaches out to her with the location of his hydro meeting. Now we then see Bobby examining the hair that they found, and she mentioned that it's deteriorating, which we'll come back to that later on 
because that kind of ties into something that happens later on in the episode. Uh, Fitz then finds a folder of data about the uh, monolith, monolith and some schematics with Simmons' handwriting all over it. Uh, at this point, Simmons comes in and uh, grabs at the folder, which spills all the pages on the ground, and Simmons thinks that Bobby's told Fitz what she said last week, and we obviously know that she hasn't. And uh, Fitz asks Simmons what's the, what the data's for, and she just says, stay away from my things, and she leaves. And Fitz is like, what the hell just happened? And uh, Fitz asks Bobby if Simmons has said something to her, and Bobby's like, well, it should come from Simmons. Yeah. Which is fair enough, and you can understand why she didn't say anything to Fitz about it, because it's not her place to like tell Fitz about that, it's, it's Simmons' place. Especially exactly. like, how, how close those two are. And I do think she should have told her told, told Fitz about it sooner, given all Fitz did for her. But you know, uh, we then see Andrew and May talking, and they basically mentioned they had a great time until Andrew disappeared. But he says that it had nothing to do with her. So there's some sort of story behind his disappearance as well. Like I'm not quite sure what's going on there because it seems like, from what they're saying, they were getting on really well, and then he just fucked off, <laughs> which is a bit harsh of him. And doesn't seem in character for him at this point, but it seems like... Because he wants to explain it to her, and he says, oh, I'll explain after my class tomorrow. But May is having absolutely none of it. She has been burned, and she is not interested. And she mentions that well, they've each walked away once, and now they're even. And she just leaves. Right. Uh, Daisy pops in to see Coulson and tells him that she spoke to Banks at the ATCU. And he, I think this is the this is the name of the guy who's like the second in command behind Rosalind. His name is Banks. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they've the ATCU checked out, and the virus was indeed sent to the other Inhumans that they came across, but they managed to miss it, and they also couldn't trace the virus back to its source. However, Daisy, being a hacker, manages to trace it back quite <laughs> quite easily by the looks of it uh, to an IT guy whose name is Dwight Fry. Right. Yes. So, so Dwight Fry is a Marvel character. Is he? Yes. And uh, I I looked him up. He is a Marvel character called Bazooka. Right. Who is absolutely nothing, nothing like this character. No. So uh, this guy's called Bazooka, and he is an African American, and he is built like a brick shit house. He is built like Luke Cage. So he is the absolute opposite from the uh, IT. Guy Dwight that we see here, so totally, it's totally a different character entirely. I think it's probably just a coincidence that they happen to have the same name. And this guy only appeared in uh, Oth one four eight six one one, which is not the the main Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Like obviously the six one six. This is some alternate Marvel universe. So, but still, uh, it I I would say that this guy is totally unrelated. <laughs> and it, obviously, we we do see that he has a completely different power set if you could call this whatever this guy has is a power set but yeah so Daisy thinks that this guy might be Lash and that the ATCU might be running him so this is this is uh, they're obviously taking cues from my theories and instead of crazy Andy theories they've got, we've got crazy Daisy theories crazy Daisy theories yeah <laughs> or CDTs for short mm. <laughs> But yeah, so <laughs> Coulson says, well, you, you've had too many lattes this morning. And she did have a double latte. 
And, I, and I, you know, this is becoming an epidemic mm-hmm. because not only do we have, I mean, I think it's you. I think you're taking the fish oil. I think our listeners are taking the fish oil because we're getting crazy Andy theories from listeners now, Andy. Yep, as we should. I mean, and now we have Daisy theory. doing crazy Andy theories. I know she's obviously been listening to the show. It's the I only know. way you can explain it. Chloe, <laughs> come on! I want to talk to you. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Coulson. Although uh, she probably has a restraining order against you after uh, your drooling last week. Uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for that to come through in the post yeah. so I can frame it. <laughs> right next to so, yeah. season desist. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Coulson uh, defends the ATCU and the uh, the Dragon Lady, and sends Daisy away to prep the Quinjet and uh, in order to go for them to go and pay Dwight a visit. Uh, so they go to Baltimore, Maryland, which is where Dwight's house is. Uh, Coulson, Mac, and Daisy investigate Dwight's apartment along with Rosalind and the ATCU, who are also there. Coulson's called them and given them a heads up this time. Uh, Daisy mentions that to Rosalind that she wants to see their facility, and Rosalind's like, "Well, okay, as long as I can visit your secret base." And it's kind of like she's saying to Coulson, "I'll show you mine if you show me yours." It's very, yeah. very, very flirty. <laughs> These two, these two got to knock boots by the end of this season. Yeah, I would agree. Either that or kill each other. Like one of the two. Either or, I'm happy with. <laughs> so Daisy quakes open the door, right? Mm-hmm. And this is totally going against the whole don't use your powers unless absolutely necessary thing. Like that she mentioned to uh, Joey in the first episode of this season. He said, yeah, so you don't use your powers unless it's absolutely necessary. And even then, like, you should use restraint. Like they did not need to. She did not need to quake that door. Like they could have. They could have just no. kicked it down or rung the doorbell. You know. I know you don't want to. You don't want to warn the guy, but they could have just kicked the door down. It would have been quieter. I'm no. See, I think it would be. I. I think the quake was more of a poof than a smash. Or they could have picked a lock. Like they are. The like nice. <laughs> but anyway, I, I think that was definitely an, an abuse of her power. Uh, so in inside uh, Dwight's house, they indeed do find a cocoon and some monitors set up. And Daisy then finds Quake cowering at uh, Quake. Daisy then finds Dwight cowering in a cupboard or closet. Uh, he has some kind of mutation thing going on in his face, and he seems to be allergic to inhumans. Um, he's kind of reacting badly, and he's got like a pain in his head when he's close to Daisy. So, in order for them to get some, for Colson and the others to get some answers out of him. Daisy waits outside. So does Mac, which kind of is interesting because this guy reacts to Inhumans and we didn't get to see Mac close to him out with Daisy. So there is the possibility exists that Mac could be an Inhuman. We cannot rule that out. However, we can definitely now rule out that Coulson is not an Inhuman and neither is Rosalind. So your theory of Coulson possibly being an Inhuman is, is now bust. Hold up. Oh, be- okay. I see why. Because the, uh, the guy did not react, didn't react. to him. No. Well, maybe it's because he didn't get the chance to transform Andy. Remember, <laughs> he, he didn't get he didn't get he, he didn't get to have his full co- cocoon and come out a butterfly. Mac cut off his hand before he had a chance to turn. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, th- I think that's a crazy chap theory there. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm just, I've, I've justified mine. He but he still not... would have the inhuman gene. He'd still be an Yeah, inhuman. but this guy only re- reacts to transformed inhumans. Because so, think about it. Because before he turned, you know, before people started turning, he never was affected. Mm-hmm. So well, I, I think it's only those that those that have transformed. No, I'm still. <laughs> my theory still holds water. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, well, anyway, we, no, we won't see. <laughs> I honestly yeah. don't think. Phil is an inhuman. I like to throw it out there, but, <laughs> uh, you know, and it's a theory that Derek is, you know, started on this mm-hmm. show. Um, I mean, it's cool in, in a sense, but, you know, I don't want this to become arrow where everybody's a goddamn hero. Mm, yeah, that's true. They don't, um, they don't want everyone to have the code names. No, I don't want everybody to be, to have code names and costumes and, uh, you know, powers. Mm. I like the fact, you know, the, the, the idea behind the show, the original premise behind the show is that it was normal human beings taking, uh, uh, working in a world with uh, super-powered beings. Do you know, I, I do like that they have uh, superpowers on on this team now. And, like, I think when... Uh, yeah, when but Bobby... I don't need them all to have superpowers. No, no. And like it doesn't look like Max gonna have any kind of superpowers, although like 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 I said, yeah, he did wait outside as well, so we can't we can't say if he's inhuman or not. I don't I don't think he is, but um no, I and think I mean Mocking Bobby Mockingbird doesn't really have superpowers, nope. but you know they they are trained, you know they are honed and trained, uh, you know Shoot street people, level. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they could all be street level characters. Mac could put on a mask and, you know, Mac could be could become Night Thrasher. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying yeah. to think of somebody, you know, an African-American character that really doesn't have any powers and can kick a lot of ass. Mm. Do you know, I would have really liked it if Mac had become Luke Cage. Like, yeah. that would have been that would have been cool. He would I think he would have been a great Luke Cage. Just imagine him saying sweet Christmas. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> yeah. That would be good, but um, so, but so I you know you know but I don't want it I don't want it to become, uh, well they're they're going to become the secret warriors, but that doesn't mean everybody has to have a, an ability or a power, um, but at the same time, the fact that he doesn't react to Coulson, Coulson didn't change. <laughs> yeah. He didn't get the chance to change because Mac cut his cut off his arm before that happened. <laughs> yeah, or and before I, he died. I, 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 I don't know what theory you go with. So I, you know, and I like you know Derek was the one who pointed that out, and I like that theory quite a bit. Mm. So yeah, Coulson and Rosalind confront uh, Dwight about his email virus thing and his involvement with Lash, and he, he tells he obviously tells him that it, the guy's name is Lash. This this uh, pit bull is. Uh, Coulson had been calling him, and uh, Dwight tries to run away. However, Coulson stops him with his robotic hand, which may or may not have a laser built into it. <laughs> I like to think that it does. I really want it to have a laser, and like that's one of the things that they'll probably like come back to, like in the last episode of the season. And Coulson will have like a laser pointer in his finger or something. 
I, I just see, yeah, I just like to see I just like to see like a bottle opener or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just just do the inspector gadget thing. Yep, yep, that'd be so funny. And and Coulson is as as the sort of character that you could pull that off with. So uh, Dwight tells him that Lash basically gave him the names and Dwight just helped him find these Inhumans in order for Lash to kill them. And uh, Dwight tells them that they should be helping Lash kill these people because, yeah, sure, that makes sense. Uh, basically, it's because Dwight has had this sort of throbbing pain in his head ever since he transformed and he, he thinks this is a terrible thing that everyone just, well, that all these people have transformed and these people shouldn't have to go through this and Lash can put them out of their misery. And he's kind of like painting Lash as like a, a sort of merciful guy. And he also mentions that the only thing that helps his pain is when Lash does his thing. So he's kind of... I don't know why that would help his pain, but yeah. So maybe he's like connected to the and all of the Inhumans somehow and he just can heal them. It's kind of like a cerebral thing. But I, we're not, we're not, <laughs> we'll not find out more about that anyway. But... Uh, he also says that no, Lash is no angel. He's just a guy trying to do the right thing. Now, uh, Coulson then insists that Mac and Daisy go with Dwight to the ATCU facility. And Rosalind asks for a minute and checks with her second-in-command before agreeing. Uh, which Daisy and Mac seem quite surprised that she's agreeing to go with them. And they give each other a kind of funny look like, oh, she must be sending this guy ahead to uh, clear the base of any... Stuff that we shouldn't be seeing. Uh, Rosalind also asks Coulson if he really has a laser thing, really has a laser finger, and he he says nope, sorry, it's classified. <laughs> which was which was very funny. Uh, Bobby continues with her rehab. I, again, I don't need to see Bobby doing more rehab. Just tell me when she's better. Like put her in a lab coat until she's better. I don't need to see that all this rehab every week. Uh, Simmons visits her and apologises for snapping at her and Bobby tells her that she should tell Fitz about her wanting to go back to the alien world. Uh, Bobby also mentions that she's got a bad feeling about Hunter. And we see Hunter meeting with his Hydra contacts in a dark alley, as as you do. That's where you would meet your Hydra contact. A dark, secluded alleyway somewhere. And he has to go into the boot, which thinks of rotten bananas. <laughs> which I don't know why it would think of rotten bananas. Uh, yeah, that kind of... like. Why were they carrying bananas about? Like, there's no gr- there's no gorilla grod in this universe, so I don't know why they would have bananas. And he's like, "Oh, always in the bloody boot," because I'm sure was it not Mac put him in the boot before? Yep. <laughs> so yeah, he's he always ends up in the boot. Um, Daisy and. Daisy and Mac are in the truck with Dwight and they mention that yeah, Banks must have went ahead of their truck in order to get rid of anything that Roz doesn't want them to see. Roz being Rosalind. Which I think is cute that they're calling her Roz. I think, yeah, I think that will... That that could become something of uh, that they can play with. Mm. Oh, dragon, heard, dragon lady. Roz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Dwight is still reacting to Daisy, even though he's been sedated, which is a shame for him. Like I, I thought they would at least made Daisy right up front instead of in the back, right next to him. <laughs> yeah. However, they said Johnny is short-lived, and well, Daisy and Mac also mentioned that they reckon that they were driving around in circles, which is which is kind of interesting. I've I've got a little theory that we'll get to in a minute. Um, 
However, Lash then jumps on top of the truck and blasts his way through the roof. He knocks out the ATCU guards and Mac. Um, Daisy tries to quake him, which causes the truck to kind of flip and come crashing to a halt. Uh, Lash pulls Dwight out through the hole in the roof and Lash tells him that he's not merciful. He is necessary before killing him. Now, Lash then makes a leave. However, he takes a kind of brief look at Daisy before he leaves. Which I thought was kind of interesting that he didn't, like, you could obviously mm-hmm. see that she was alive and he cho- he essentially chose not to not to go in and kill her. Because he could have easily killed her at that point. She's, mm-hmm. like, just coming back around after pretty much being knocked out. So he then walks away and Daisy sees his shadow kind of changing into the form of a regular person. Now, we can't tell the gender. Now, I think that that's Banks. This guy, Banks, is actually Lash. That's my theory. Is this the crazy Andy theory of the week? We we do need that sounder. (laughs) I will go one... I'll I'll, I'll one-up you. (laughs) Okay. It's Roz. I think that's too obvious because uh, because of the scene that happens in a minute. Now, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, exactly. we see yeah we see Mac awakes in a local ER that uh, the ATCU have taken everyone to to make sure everyone's okay. The ATCU agents are all fine. The uh, Lash mm-hmm. didn't kill any of them; just knocked them out. And uh, Daisy tells Mac about Lash transforming, and he could be anybody. And right at that second, uh, Rosalind opens the curtain mm-hmm. looking for Coulson. And I, I was like, when I first saw that, I was like, it's Hershey's Lash. But then after rewatching the episode and seeing that uh, the guy, Dwight, did not react to her, and I was like, maybe not, but she, because she can transform, maybe it sort of represses the inhuman gene and it would only affect him when she was turned into Lash. So there is, it is possible, because that was like my first thought as well, but I think it's Banks because she did send him ahead. So she could have whispered in his ear, go ahead and then take them out. Like, make sure you kill and this guy. That works. So, I mean, either I think either way it works. Like, it could be Rosalind or it could be Banks. And I and think I, I, I would be kind of bummed if it was either of them. Yeah, because it plays into the Crazy Daisy theory. <laughs> that the well, ATCU is in charge of Lash, which it would be if it was Rosalind or Banks. Yeah, I just, I'd like to think that uh, Lash is either a free agent mm-hmm. or working for a third group. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I'd i like to think it was some. well, I mean, why would they make it somebody that would transform unless it was somebody we already know? And w- why do they need to hide it? Hmm. Other than the fact, well, uh, you know, they're supposed to be hunting and protecting uh, people from these things. But they can say they have their own inhuman mm-hmm. who's working for them and uh, is neutral, you know, quote unquote, neutralizing the dangerous ones. Mm. Yeah, because, I mean, like he didn't neutralize Daisy. He left her alone. Yeah, I... Why? Why do you think he? Why do you think he did that? I don't know. See, I, I mean, uh, in, if in it's... the comic, 
right in the comic is it not like he goes and he sort of assesses the inhumans and if he deems them to be worthy he lets them live that is that's how he works in the comics isn't it yeah the, and he takes them back to his island to train them or whatever mm. so like presumably he, he now that he's confronted daisy a couple of times and like she's fought him off essentially she he probably sees her as being powerful enough to be worth like consideration for like, I don't know if he's, if he'd be creating a team or something like that, but she is worthy of being alive and worthy of her power, essentially. And, but and why why has he why did he kill Fire Girl and Floating Boy at the beginning of the episode? And you know, one of the Jinja ninjas who has shown that you know she not only controls her power, she's pretty damn good with it. Mm-hmm. Other than he, she attacked him. In, Could defend, be of in that, yeah, defending yeah. Floating Boy and uh, Fire Girl, but and and Floating Boy, especially like Fire Girl, could have been useful, but Floating Boy, no, he was just absolutely useless. Like he he was just floating around making his dinner. Like... There there is a character that is truly light in his loafers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, as Daisy mentions to Rosalind that Coulson's away after a high value target, a, a human one, so not not her thing. She's only into aliens and Coulson. Uh, Coulson uh, then leaves the S.H.I.E.L.D. base with a team to go and meet May and Hunter. And Bobby at this point enters and Fitz tells Bobby that this is what's happening. Because Coulson has kept her to talk about it. Because I would assume that if he had told her about it, Bobby would have insisted that she go with them. And I'm... I was kind of surprised not to see her like sneak aboard the the Quinjet. I yeah, I thought she was I mean, going to jump on that Quinjet. Mm. I mean, might still Although there's that, like, probably no yeah. place to really hide in a Quinjet, <laughs> like in the turbine or something, in in a box. Like, oh, load this box on. <laughs> uh, we then see Hunter arriving at the Hydra base and be, being told wakey wakey. And this is where all the fun begins. And uh, what's his name? T- Kibo uh, tells him that the director of Hydra has uh, some working titles for the base, uh, Nemesis and Omega Point. And Hunter's like, well, this, that sounds very shield to me. Mm-hmm. And he gets he gets shown that there's all the guns and all their mission plans and stuff like that are, are starting and he's looking at kind of it's like I think it's a map or something of where their next target is. When uh, the director of Hydra appears uh, behind him in order to meet the new guy Richie, and uh, Hunter says, "Well, my my name isn't Richie, director." And then it turns around and grabs a gun, but far too slowly for my liking to uh, kill Ward. Obviously, he had yeah. his gun, he had his pistol taken off of him. When uh, when he was getting put in the trunk earlier, but there was plenty of guns there. He could have like grabbed. He could have picked up the gun to have a look at it, like all the other people in in the hydro base were doing, and just had the gun casually in his hand before he turned around, and then just shoot one in the head. Boom, done. Job done. Mission mission accomplished. So I think he could have planned that out slightly better. But I think his kind of rage and adrenaline took over, and he wanted to like be like, look, Ward, it's me that's going to kill you, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, there, there are no reinforcements in sight, uh, and Ward kind of mentions that Hunter has been stupid enough to come here on his own, and they have a bit of back and forth about Ward being stupid enough to kill his own girlfriend. 
which is kind of, which is kind of funny and also very harsh. And he managed to take out a few of the the Hydra guns, and Walt hides hides in the doorway. Um, May then appears at this point, and he take and she takes out a few of the Hydra guns that are going to take going to attack Hunter. And the look on Walt's face here is absolutely priceless. Like he's he's like, oh shit, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is it was brilliant. Like the look on his face, so it's absolutely priceless. Um, but yep. However, he thinks on his feet and he pulls out his phone as his uh, as his buddy Kibo makes a call. Uh, Coulson is still twenty minutes out with the other backup, and what says that he's happy that Shield came to him because he was pla- he was planning to use his guns to make a lot of noise and to draw Shield out. And May tries to interrupt him, and he's like, "Don't interrupt! Not before you see my surprise." And he throws his phone out, which has a a video feed to. Uh, to a cell phone that one of his guys has and it is trained on Andrew and he says that he's got men on Andrew right now and Hunter says Hunter reckons that the video is a fake but seemingly it's not we see a guy videoing Andrew and in a in a shop and he's presumably getting a, a bottle of water before his lecture or a pack of smokes or something and Werner von Strucker approaches him and obviously he's He's uh, pretended to be a student. Uh, I think he called himself Alex. He pretend he's pretend to be a student of of Andrews, and he approaches him with a lighter. Uh, Ward tells me and Hunter that they've got thirty seconds to put their weapons down, and he'll let them all go. Which would he have let them go? Hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't trust Grant Ward at all. <laughs> so another Hydra guy then enters the shop that Andrews in with a red gas can which we did see earlier on with Ward had, and he then locks the door. Uh, May wants to give in because it's, it's Andrew, and she obviously still loves him and all that. Uh, she wants to give in to Ward. However, Hunter says, I'm sorry, and then just starts shooting at Ward. Um, he does manage to get a couple of hits on Ward, and I, I, can't, I couldn't quite tell. Did he manage to tag him in the leg first? I saw him get him in the shoulder. Yeah, yeah, he definitely got him on the shoulder when uh, Ward was jumping out the window, and that looked like a pretty bad hit. However, it did not mm-hmm. kill him because he managed to get up and jump into the back of like a pickup truck and and drive away with Kibo. And May is absolutely raging with Hunter. She, I don't think I've ever seen her face so angry. You do not want to get on the wrong side of May. Like, uh, she she then calls Andrew, whose phone rings out, and we see some legs lying on the floor in dark trousers and like you know dress shoes lying in a pool of blood on the floor next to a gas can one of the red gas cans that's been tipped over and is leaking gas onto the floor the camera then pans around and we see werner's lit lighter is also lying on the floor and outside Mm -hmm. the uh, shop we see werner running away from the shop and boom the shop explodes so like, we didn't see Andrew's face there, and my wife was like, oh, we didn't see his face, he's not dead. I'm pretty sure that was Andrew. Like, I couldn't be quite 100%, because I don't think we saw him from the waist down to see what trousers and shoes he was wearing at that particular point in time. But I would be fairly sure that that was Andrew, and they just didn't want to show you the violence that had been inflicted on him. I don't I don't know what, what you think of that. Um, I was actually... Uh 
surfing the net and checking out a few stories that uh, were popping up uh, on S.H.I.E.L.D. And there was an interview with May. Mm-hmm. And they asked her, so is Andrew dead? I can't answer that. So that says to me, no, he isn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when, you, when you're vague about things like that, yeah. Okay, so maybe he's not and, dead. Uh, you know, I mean, characters need to die. Mm-hmm. And it's always a shame, especially when you think a character has potential. And I'm not really sure... Andrew has that much potential because so far I found his character pretty boring. Mm. Um, and he's kind of the wet blanket of the group. Nobody gets to go play with Scott Daisy and her new team. <laughs> Everybody is too uh, psychologically uh, impaired to uh, go on a mission, yep. et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, the whole shrink thing, unfor- I you know. I don't like shrinks. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, I, mm. you know, uh, I don't, I don't need the fuzzy shrink logic messing with my shield too much. Mm-hmm. These are yep. damaged people. They're violent people. They're more or less soldiers trained to do a job. Mm-hmm. You know, defend the country. Uh, you know, if a if somebody needs to be killed or gets killed as a result of their actions in protecting the country, the world, what what have you. You know, that's it's unfortunate, but it's also part of their job to yep. an extent. So. To me, you know, normal people don't kill. Most normal mm-hmm. people don't kill, at least. Um, you know, that's not something that uh, people do on a regular basis. So throwing the, sh- the psych into the psych component that they're damaged, etc., cetera, uh, traumatized, yada, yada. Yes, Simmons, Simmons right now is a bit of a nut job. Mm-hmm. Um do I think Joe or Joey probably needs a little time to adjust? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, you can't really throw him. You know, Daisy may want him on the team now, but he just found out that uh, he's a freak. Mm-hmm. He has these powers. Uh, he can't go back to his old life, and the government is hunting him. I mm-hmm. think it takes a little. A, I think you need to train him how to use those powers so he doesn't mm-hmm. kill himself because yep. <laughs> he is not a trained soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but what the, if he just what if he just happened to like melt metal under his feet and end up like falling into a vat of acid or something? Exactly. So you know? I mean, you know, you need. So he needs training. So do I think uh, Andrew's story is done? No. Do I think he's a vital part of the team? Absolutely not. Do I want him dead? No, because I think there's uh, there's a place for him and there's still some story left to tell. Mm-hmm. And do I think he's dead? I hope not. I, I mean, like I said, I, I, I think there's still some story. I think uh, there's... You know, eventually, I'd like to see May end up have a happy ending. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, you'd like to see it. You'd like to see us smile. 
and, and I, mean, I feel kind of I feel kind of bad that for she's Hunter. trying to have to you know mm-hmm. whether it's children or what, but you know yeah exactly we want to see May smile. Do mm-hmm. I feel kind of bad for Hunter, like especially like if he if he does turn out to be dead, like the wrath he's going to face from May. Oh man, <laughs> you and, do not want to be on the end of that. And the article I was reading kind of started to get into that. You know, but especially because he didn't even get to get his revenge. Like he didn't get to kill Ward. No, like, his plan well, failed utterly. Yeah, and that's what's pissing uh, May off even more. Mm-hmm, yep. So, um, but I, I kind of found it odd that that storyline of uh, Strucker being Andrew's student came to such a quick end. Yeah, that was, was like, what, one episode? <laughs> two. You know, two. It, it wasn't even mentioned last episode. No. No, we didn't see him at all. But yeah, that that is now, obviously, his cover is blown. There's no way of uh, him coming back from that, <laughs> going back into the classroom. And presumably, either way, like, Andrew will be out of commission. Like, whether he's dead or just injured, uh, he'll be out of commission for, like, a couple of weeks. Certainly from lecturing, anyway. Um, so finally, there was just the after credit scene where we see Fitz going to see Simmons, uh, who hides her work when she com- when he comes in the door. Like, this is the work she's been doing on rebuilding the portal and stuff like that. And Fitz has, obviously, now, now that he's seen the schematics and stuff like that, he knows that she wants to rebuild the portal, and he's, he can't work out why. He's like, why do you want to rebuild the portal? Like He's like, this seems the most crazy thing in the world to him. And she tells him that she has to get back there, and she needs his help to be able to do it. She also mentions that something happened to her on the other side, and she says it's time she told him the truth about everything. But not right now. You need to wait till next week to see that, <laughs> which was very annoying. I was like, I was like, oh, tell me, and then no, no, just come back next week. That that annoyed me. That and from the scenes from next week, looks like we're gonna get the Simmons flashback episode where we see her ordeal on this planet. Which, my theory for that is, no, she's an inhuman, and it was Lash was hunting her. Hmm. Because she did, like, because, purely because she said something happened to her. So, that kind of says to me that she has had the transformation, and, like, we did mention before the whole hearing thing. And, like, if her taste buds have changed and stuff like that. Like, like we didn't see her do any of the hearing stuff this, like in this episode. But remember, in the I think it was last week's right. episode when she was kind of, it wasn't quite like she had super hearing, but they definitely focused in on it when she was hearing stuff, and it seemed to be a lot louder than what it what it was. And even for being away for a couple of months from not hearing a cell phone vibrate and things like that. Well, she has uh, enhanced senses, and that it, it could be hearing, touch, hmm. taste, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. We're we're just getting into that. I do think she is, and I do think she has the inhuman gene. I don't think she's been affected, or it's been triggered yet. I'm not. Sh- I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was triggered by the the planet. Maybe it was triggered by getting swallowed by the goo monolith. Um, something has changed about her. There is a clip over on Agents of, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Facebook page. It's a two-minute mm-hmm. clip of the beginning of next week's episode. Mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of watching it and listening to you at the same time. 
it really doesn't show much other than it looks like Simmons when she first uh, ends up on this planet. Mm. It, it doesn't, you know, she's just kind of looking around and, uh, you know, she tries to sleep. She notices it, this is a different world because there's a moon and a planet uh, up in the sky. Hmm. Um, I, you know, I was I was watching it muted. It doesn't, you know, it's she's breaking out her iPhone and taking pictures and, hmm. you know, dictating uh, science. Dick. Taking selfies with the with the moon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's taking selfies with the moon. Um, so it doesn't, you know, it, it you know, obviously there's a lot there. And you and I were kind of talk, started talking before the episode, and we decided to keep it for it. This is the kind of the payoff episode that I was looking for, and you're not looking forward to this one. No, I kind of wanted them just to deal with it and like five minutes and it looks like the whole of next week's episode is going to be dedicated to the Simmons story of what happened and presumably like her and Fitz try to rebuild the portal and it, you, you would imagine they'll chuck some other storyline in there involving Daisy and Mac going and doing something but I want them just to deal with that and move on like yeah okay I became an inhuman Lash was hunting me on the moon now let's go get him okay cool that that, that took me what 12 seconds <laughs> And well, I guarantee you, I mean, it'll take them the whole episode to do that. And, and the that. title of the episode is, and I had it up earlier, it's something like uh, 3,700 and something hours or something. Mm. Uh, here, let me pull it up. Because that, that 4,722 hours. Mm. And um, so they're not going to do that in 12 seconds, Andy. They're going to do it in <laughs> about 40 minutes. Oh. Four thousand devils, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know. I mean, uh, this this is where we, you know, there is some possibilities here to really expand the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Um, are we going to see Nova? No. Are we going to see? Uh, c- are we going to see Adam Warlock? No. Could we see some type of you know, maybe Cree uh, presence. Could we see, um, you know, obviously you're not going to see Ronan, but there is the, the there is the possibility to expand and bring in some of the characters that you really wouldn't expect to find in a S.H.I.E.L.D. show. Hmm. You know, we, we've been, we've been uh, grounded on Earth the entire time. Um for the most part, most of the characters they've come across are Spider-Man grade villains. And by that, I mean uh, pretty much Spider-Man could have taken out any of the villains they've come up ac- up against thus far. If he, if he existed at this point. If he existed. They could have just called Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man, give me a hand. No. Um... So I think um, hopefully we get to see a different aspect of the Marvel Universe or one that we've really wanted to see expanded in Guardians and the mm-hmm. Thor movies and the, you know, the upcoming Planet Hulk movie. Yes, I believe it's happening. And yes, I believe it's happening in 2020. Um, 
but I I think I don't know. I, I I'm just excited because you know we've we've been stuck in L.A. and New York and in the Shield bunker more or less. You know, there's there was there's been uh, where wherever the ruins were last year, but we've always been stuck on Earth. This is just a whole new planet. Mm-hmm, yep. New locale. Uh, this expand. This expands the Marvel universe. Yeah, it would be cool if they managed to squeeze a Guardians reference in there, like seeing the Milano flying by in the background or something. I don't think we'll see that, but it would be cool if they did it. Like this could be the Guardians tie-in episode, Chip. Yeah, because we didn't get one. Shit, well, Michael <laughs> Rooker isn't doing anything. Yeah, <laughs> have Yondu pop in and hunt and hunt Simmons? Because I mean, Dude. they were gonna, they were planning to eat uh, Star Lord when they first picked him up. Remember? Yeah. And he had yeah. to dissuade the rest of the crew from eating them so they could be trying to eat Simmons. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, we kind of joke, but at the same time, that would that would be mind blowing. Mm. Hmm. The only thing is, it's a week before I think November sweep starts, so that's not so. More than likely, that's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm excited. I'm excited for next week's episode. I, I'm more excited now after after discussing <laughs> that with you. Uh, when I saw the the uh, the trailer for it, I was like, oh no, here we go. Well, you know. Like I always like to say, uh, everybody needs a chance. Uh, everybody gets a guitar solo. Uh, yep. Um, we Simmons hasn't had her guitar solo yet. No, Fitz has true. had a Fitz has had a couple of great episodes. The you know the one from season one with Fitz and Ward and the mm-hmm. prosciutto sandwich. Yeah, you know th- that was that was great. We saw Fitz get, uh, you know, be all James Bond in the season premiere, uh, this time, uh, with this, you know, b- between those scenes and his scene at the end, you know, he really got to shine there. Maze had her story. Um, Hunt- Hunter's had a, n- a few episodes to himself. So has. Mockingbird to an extent, Hunter and Mockingbirds, but they're getting their own series, so that we don't have to really worry about them. Yeah, um, I, you know, everybody's had a chance to to solo, except Simmons at this point. Yep, and maybe Mac to a certain extent as well. Yeah, but Mac isn't an original. He came in yep. last year, so yes, mm. but I, you know, a Mac uh, episode, I'd be all for that too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I, I'm, I think uh, you know it, it's Simmons' turn. Yeah, she probably has due her her moment in the spotlight. It'll be interesting to see what happened to her. But I'm I'm hedging my bets on Inhuman and in being hunted by Lash. And we'll find out that there are other portals around the world as well. I believe there are other portals around the world. I don't think it's Lash. Uh, just based on the fact that he, uh, you know, why would he come back and f- we got to find out what this world is first, mm-hmm. really, I yep. guess. Why did, why did the monolith monolith 
send her to what so far looks to be a very barren world. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, do we find out why it cho- it swallowed and sucked her there because she's an inhuman? Uh, do we find out a what the what this world is? Is there anybody else on it? Mm. What's the point? She, she must be an inhuman. Like, cause remember the the monolith thing was reacting to Daisy and also to, or maybe she's some sort of other alien, and also it reacted to uh, what's his name, the Asgardian guy, right? Peter, Peter McNichol. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Uh, so, and yes, I, I agree with you there. There is something about Simmons we don't know yet. Mm. So, but then why doesn't it react to Coulson? Coulson does have the Cree genes in him. Well, the same way that, uh, uh, what's his face? Dwight didn't react to him. He's not in human. <laughs> He's not alien enough. He's got... He's got some alien blood in him, but not very much. It's a very faint trace. All right. More but yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. So, all right. Um, uh, re- did you catch the ratings for this week's show? Yes, I did. Here we go. Uh, it's a, up a tick to 1.5, which is a four year, which I guess is 3.85 million. See, I, d- I don't get these numbers because then NCIS gets a 1.6 and it has a 12.99. Mm. So, I mean, but it's holding its own. And then I saw numbers for uh, the live plus three and it was for the season premiere. And they they did really, really well. Mm. Uh, up to 0.9. Yeah, it was up to like something like a 2.7. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's doing as, you know, it's, it's holding its numbers. It's holding its audience. And I, I, I think, you know, people just don't watch live TV all that much anymore. Hell, I don't even get to watch Shield live anymore. <laughs> no, and obviously I don't get to watch it live either. Like mm-hmm. I, I couldn't even tell you when it airs over here now, <laughs> I, or if it even airs. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think we got some tweets, Andy. If I can get the damn thing to open. Yeah, I, I do you know, what? I was wondering why I didn't get any. Uh, notifications of any tweets today but it's because I, I had to get my phone replaced this week because uh, it wasn't working right and I hadn't signed back into the Shield account ah. so that'd be why <laughs> alright we got a, we got a few from James Warren mm-hmm, yeah okay and there I knew we got something uh, first uh, James this is four days ago just watched the new episode is it just me it seemed to be a filler episode that was all over the fi- place. Felt very disjointed. We kind of talked about that last week. That this was yeah. kind of a that last week's episode was kind of a bridge episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, filler bridge, a foundation builder. I think I like those better than filler. Yeah, I mean it's not definitely not filler. I mean I, I've seen other TV shows 
do episodes where it is literally just a filler episode, which mm-hmm. is most of the ones where they do like a kind of freak of the week and it's like a self-contained story that does not forward any plot lines anywhere. It's like like an episode of CSI, for example. All all of the CSI episodes, <laughs> for example. But um, this, this one had like a lot of the threads that we've been playing with from the tail end of last season and the start of this one. And it's tying them all together and continuing on like the Lash story and the Simmons story and things. So, yeah, so... Uh, this one was better. I, I can't like last week's was a bit of a bridge. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Then he says it looks like this week's episode could make up for last week's. You know, I I, I told Andy I kind of fell asleep while watching it, but that's because I came home from work and I was just <laughs> exhausted this afternoon. <laughs> it wasn't because it was boring, and I actually fell asleep like during the best scene. I had to go back and. Uh, rewind it but um yeah I, I i liked a lot of what they did with this th- uh episode they kind of have too many storylines going on at the same time though you have the whole inhumans act actu thing going you have uh the simmons space warrior princess ninja storyline <laughs> going on you have the word thing going on, um, and you know, I, I think because it's a TV show and because it's long form, they're okay to have all these kind of threads in there to to keep people interested and come back for the different characters. Because I mean, yeah. there's some people that will be interested in the world storyline, but will will kind of go, yeah, there's that fucking big alien guy. Do you know? I thought Lash was blue <laughs> in the hospital scene when we saw him, and he's yeah. actually grey. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's great. I thought we got a lot better look at him this time. Mm, definitely. And they did release high-res pictures of him uh, mm-hmm. this week as well. And he he looks cool. Like, he looks really badass. Uh, they've done a really good job with the practical makeup on him. Yes. Um, go, keep going here. James Warren, he gave us uh, a uh, article, 15 best TV villains in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're not doing that tonight, but I put it in the chat so we can use it uh, down the road. Yes, we will come back to that and discuss it one one week when we've either got time or on our way for episode. Yes. Um, Hulk will return to the Marvel Cinematic Universe in Thor 3. We discussed yep. that last week. Timothy Hernandez, kind of bummed May didn't give Hunter a grenade to blow up Ward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I, I kind of had to not read our Twitters today because mm-hmm. I yes. didn't see the episode yet. <laughs> you feel, if you feel my pain, yeah, I, I get these yeah. these Twitters come in when I wake up in the morning and I'm like, don't look, don't look. <laughs> um. You, he's the big bad. You can't take him out this quickly. Mm. Um, I, Ward will get his. Mm. I have a feeling Ward dies at the end of the season. Oh, maybe, maybe. I just hope they. I hope he becomes Taskmaster. Yeah. Like that. That's that's where I hope they push him to. And. Uh, Okay, and see, this is where I'm starting to get worried about our listeners <laughs> because I, I I think you're all uh, Andy somehow infected the fish oil <laughs> because now 
not I mean I'm just get I'm I'm going to change it from crazy Andy theories just to crazy ass theories because <laughs> we're Andy's not the only one giving them now. Nope. We got crazy what? Daisy theories. Yep. <laughs> we got crazy Andy theories. We got crazy Rennie theories. Mm-hmm. And welcome back, Rennie. Um, my crazy Andy theory for the episode: Gemma is la- is Lash. Mm-hmm. And then uh, her second guess is Trip. Trip is Lash? Or is Gemma Trip? <laughs> I know, I'm trying to. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> you know, when I first was reading that, I was like, hold it, Gemma's Trip? How did. No, Trip is Lash? Um, well, I mean, we saw Trip crumble, though. Like, he, he fell apart. Like, he didn't. Yeah, I, I think Trip is done. Yeah, Trip is. is is dust, unfortunately, buried under uh, a pile of rocks somewhere in wherever that was. Was it Puerto Rico? Portugal? Can't remember. Um, I think it was Puerto Rico. Yeah. And, and then she says, then she says, P.S. Ant-Man pa- podcast pushed me away, but I'm <laughs> back. It, maybe because it was so long. <laughs> I don't know. That was one episode. <laughs> You know, I mean, I mean, if you're afraid of being spoiled, you know, well, yeah, I guess that was one long-ass episode. It was a long, long episode. It's long-ass episode. <laughs> where are we going with this one? Um, we're, we're around about on track. We're okay. Okay, yeah. All right. Uh, and I didn't see anything over on the Facebook, and there were no uh, new reviews. I think we're out of here, Andy. Yeah. Do you think Gemma could be Lash? Do you think there's any possibility of that? No. <laughs> it's a dramatic pause there. Adam, uh, no, I'm, I'm. I mean, someone would have noticed on the shield base her like disappearing off. You would. Have yeah, thought. I just, I, I just don't see that. It would be a cool twist, but I don't think it's. I don't think that's what it is. I really hope it's nobody that we know at this point. But I think it I think it must be because otherwise why would they like hide it? They could just show you him turning into some random guy. Like it wouldn't matter. They they must have hidden it in the shadows so that you can build suspense for the reveal of whoever it is. It would be cool if it turned out to be somebody like from the movies, like Thunderbolt Ross or something like that. I'm just I'm I'm just I'm just trying to think. I'm going with with uh, Roz. I'm sticking mm-hmm. with Roz. And I'm I'm thinking Banks. I think it's Banks. And I, and I I can see where you come with Banks too. Um but but I'm just trying to think when Lash appears. Mm-hmm. Or actually it's neither of them. Know why? Mm-hmm. Because in this week's scene, when uh, they when the, uh, Mac and uh, Daisy open the door, mm-hmm. Banks and and Roz are there with Coulson and the ACTU, and mm-hmm. Lash that's is watching right. from uh, the shadows. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it wouldn't be able to be either of those. Ah, you've just killed both our theories. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Which means, which leaves only Crazy Rennie's uh, theory. 
So yeah, it must be Simmons, like based on process of elimination. Anyway. <laughs> it must be on. <laughs> All right. Andy, when you're not out skulking around the Marvel Cinematic Universe's Lash, where can people find you? Andy is Lash, people. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the crazy theory of the week. <laughs> I, I have never I can honestly say I've never seen Andy and Lash in the same room at the same time. Nope. Uh, he does have a he does have a twinge. <laughs> so that's my my best American accent there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you can find me on uh, 42 Level 1, which is a podcast all about uh, games, TV shows, movies, and comic books. Although we've, we've not been talking much comic books too much recently because Ali's, on, Ali's away. Mm-hmm. And my fellow hosts are, have not been so versed in the, the comic book world. So we've been we've been skipping over that for the time being. But yeah, you can find us live every Tuesday, 4.30 Eastern, 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time, 1.30 Pacific on allgames.com and you can also find all our episodes on 42level1.com as well as Stitcher iTunes and all good podcast apps. I can be found every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern on the B-Team podcast with my co-hosts Ryan, Fred, and Eli. This week's episode was almost like a knuckleballer episode. (laughs) We were just all over the place. Music, uh, hipster douchebags, some video games, some tech. I opened a loot crate. <laughs> Live, Live on the show. Nice. Huh? <laughs> nice. Yeah. My I um I subscribe. I got a six month subscription to Loot Crate at uh, Comic Con, and the first one showed up yesterday, so we opened it on the show. Nice. And we kind of talked about these various monthly boxes of crap that you can get. And I still think the Marvel Collector's Core is the best one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, so check us out Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern on allgames.com. Uh, am I, I, I think we're done. Am I forgetting anything? Um, I don't plug other shows on this show. No. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, we will see you guys next week. And I don't care if you're Lash, whatever you do. Don't touch Lola. Night, guys. That would be a twist with it. Lola is lush. <laughs> <laughs>